0: The following contest is scheduled for one fall! Please welcome Mr. Fretz! Welcome everybody to episode 41 of Fretzelmania podcast, milk go mania I am Mr. Fretz, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast can be found on WrestleLadic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast across all common Listening platforms, and today I am talking about Monday Night Raw from August 20th, 2001, the night after SummerSlam. It is Stone Cold Steve Austin Appreciation Night. Lance Storm challenges The Rock for his new WCW title. We have Christian versus Matt Hardy, we have Chris Jericho versus Test, and Stone Cold Appreciation Night. All that and more on one hell of a show. Remember to drink your milk, kids. Summerslam 2001 was the night previous to this episode of Monday Night Raw. And we see a recap of the event. We see highlights from the absolute clinic that Kurt Angle and Steve Austin put on for the WWE title. They were both working relatively hurt at this point in time. So given their circumstances, it was incredibly impressive. You know, Kurt Angle kicked out of three stunners. Uh, Stone Cold abused a bunch of referees. And then Nick Patrick finally gets to referee the match. And while Austin is in the ankle lock and I think tapping out, Nick Patrick calls for the bell. We have a new champion. No, Stone Cold has been disqualified for abusing officials. Oh, and The Rock won the WCW title from Booker T. The rest of the show was fairly forgettable other than a... Decent ladder match for the hardcore title between Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam. But you can hear my thoughts about that show on Patreon. Advertised for this show is Stone Cold Appreciation Night. He is rallying the troops. He is backstage celebrating with the Alliance. And we also see Diamond Dallas Page versus Sarah. I'm sorry, what? Anyways, to kick off the show here in in-ring action is Lita, Molly Holly, and Jacqueline of the WWE going up against Ivory, Tori, and Stacy of the Alliance in a rematch from Sunday Night Heat, WrestleMania, KFC Golden Barbecue pre-show kickoff match the night previous. This is what you would expect out of a match with uh, three very green young wrestlers in Trish. Tori and Stacy. you got ring general veterans with Ivory and Jacqueline and Lita, who is starting to kind of take off on her own here, but is still kind of botching a little bit here and there, especially with her moonsault throughout this match. Lita is selling a knee injury, but finally it boils down to Jacqueline hitting a tornado DDT on Ivory for the win. We see that WCW champion The Rock is coming up next. But first, backstage, Steph asks her former fiancé test for some help. Oh, hell no. No test. If you had a set on you, you would tell this bitch that left you at the altar to go F herself. Wait, you're going to help her? Oi, and she knows what she's doing here. She's got her puppies on full display here. It's like, take out Chris Jericho because Rhino didn't do the job last night. But then he gives a good line here. It's like, you know, Stephanie. People say you're a witch. You're not a witch. You're a bitch. I always like that about you. Handshake. Oh, test you, testicleless freaking simp oh boy no <laughs> so many things just red flagging here right now like my god thank god i'm single we then see a rock promo with oh boy booker we yes this was back when using uh what's the correct term little people yeah i'm gonna use little people i'm not gonna say the m word that you know we heard on the dirty dirt sheets about NXT uh, <laughs> recently. So yeah, we have a mini Booker T, Booker Wii. Back when you know people thought it was acceptable to parade small people out in miniature versions of that. It was probably a wrestler, and you know I'll give them credit for 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 little people wrestlers like you know Swoggle and the Haiti Kid. Max Mini, Masquerade of Jr., Mini Vader, Tarantula, Super Porky, Rest in Peace, and all those kind of things. And we have... You know, yeah. Last night, Booker T, The Rock took you to school. Professor Rock gave uh, sat you through a class of People's Elbow one, Advanced Rock Bottom 407, and Getting Your Monkey's Ass Kicked 1, 2, 3. Then we see... Booker T, in per parentheses here, and it's the mini-man. He's like, Booker T, how do you feel about losing the title last night? How do you think I feel, sucker? My hair is pretty, too, sucker. And he starts ending everything with sucker. Then he's like, hey, 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 Booker, Booker, do that thing that you like to do. Do a, do a good one for me, a spin a Ha-ha. You almost do it better than the real Booker T. I can do a moonwalk. He does primetime Deion Sanders. He does the running man. He's like, can you dig it? I want to keep dancing and all this, all sorts of painful, painful stuff. Lance Storm interrupts. Thank God. If I could be serious for a minute, do you want to hear a real joke? You, as WCW champion, I challenge you to a title shot tonight. Who in the blue hell are you? It doesn't matter. How actually dare you, Rock? Lance Storm is a national treasure. Now, he says, if The Rock can be serious for a minute, just bring it. And Lance Storm says that your days of unabashed hijinks is about to end. And The Rock is like, yeah, and your night of ass-kicking is about to begin and then Lance Storm for good measure super kicks the little guy. Yeah, I I mean, come on. I love Lance Storm, but this was painful because I know Lance Storm never reaches that upper echelon. He didn't in WCW. I mean, yeah, he won every undercard title the company had and then changed them all to fantastic Canadian names. I mean, The Saskatchewan Hardcore International title, yeah, the superhero in training would like to have a word about that abbreviation. We have a 12-man tag between the WWE and the Alliance, the APA, Spike Dudley, the Shoguns, Big Show and Billy Gunn, Scotty Tuhati and Spike Dudley going up against the Dudley Boys, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, Tommy Dreamer, and... Hugh G. Riction himself, Hugh Morris. This is a fantastic schmoz here. Scotty too Hottie is just absolutely smashed by a Sean O'Hare diving lariat. Everyone gets a spot in. Everyone gets a finisher here. We see the one and only, the was up headbutt, the super last call, the coup de gras, just the diving stump that Spike used to do, a hangman neckbreaker by Dreamer, A Sky high a flap, a double flapjack here RAP Bobby Eaton the Midnight Express We want tables chance because everyone knows that the tables are more over Than the Dudley boys Then there is another spot here where everyone doesn't move the clothesline from hell the the jungle kick the spine buster the 3d the acid drop the fame master the no laughing matter the worm a DDT, and then finally, amongst all that chaos, choked slam by the Big Show, the Showstopper gets WWE the win. Hoy, this was just, you know, a big old schmoz, get everybody in the pool, get a whole alliance match out of the way, so then, yeah. We then see a Stone Cold Appreciation Night segment with Hurricane Helms, saying that Stone Cold is now my... Number one superhero. But growing up, it used to be the Green Lantern. I mean, he beat Sinestro, Solomon Grundy, Doctor Polaris, Stars, the Star Sapphire, Black Manta, and in this part where he's in a yellow box, and then he says, "Yeah, Stone Cold shows what a superhero really is." Yeah, Stone Cold's a superhero that didn't make a shitty movie. Chris Jericho versus Test. The Battle of the Future Un-Americans. Chris Jericho says that, you know, you know he beat Rhino last night, but unlike Test, he showed a set. You know, to reunite with your ex, and your name is short for testicles in amazing foreshadowing. Yeah, it's ironic that your name is short for testicles, and you have shown that you have absolutely none. And in this match here, Steph grabs Chris Jericho's ankle, Rhino interferes, and in amongst this chase, and amongst this chaos, Test with the big boot, and he pins Y2J. It's now time for the JVC Blast of the Night, brought to you by the JVC Gigatube. So the night of SummerSlam, Christian accidentally spears Edge in his Intercontinental title match with Lance Storm, but... Edge is able to kick out of that and a super kick from Lance to land the execution and win the I C title and Christian, you can tell there's a little bit of jealousy here. Now, you know, edge has won the King of the ring. Now he's won the intercontinental title for the second time in his career. Hey, we're seven time tag team champions. You're the intercontinental champion. Now it's time for Christian to be the European champion. All right. Good. Good luck, bro he's sitting there with this trophy. Oh, I, I forgot this trophy. I'm going to go get it shined again. Sean Stasiak, all oh, meet himself, is trying to do a Steve Austin tribute, but does so many takes. He keeps just screwing it up. Take 23. Take 32. Take 41. We've lost count. We did 50 takes, and that was the best one. You know what that's from? Uh, can of coke to you at wwf new york we have mick foley wearing a Kurt angle shirt talking about you know steve austin and you know hey i wrestled him a bunch of times and how that end of that match happened was kind of bull and we see a promo for a show that is debuting this coming week that is wwf access I believe that was kind of like the call... No, well, that was Livewire. I was like, is that the call-in show? I think Access is just like a, a recap show, and it's going to be hosted by a special guest, someone who hasn't been seen on WWE TV since tearing his quad just a few months ago, and that is a triple We have Lance Storm versus The Rock for the WCW title here. This match is a squash. The little guy comes back and does the little people's elbow on lance storm and me being a giant lance storm fan but also a big rock fan i was just so bummed i mean like lance i wish he got a little bit more offense in on the rock here but it's just a rock bottom and and you know it was over and lance storm was a guy i wish could have been the wcw champion just imagine like yeah, Lance is the US champion. He named it the Canadian title. And then the, the the weird one was the cruiserweight title, which was like the so many kilograms and under championship. Uh Lance, Metric System, bro. We use pounds up here. We then see a recap of the relationship between Perry Saturn and Moppy. Terry. Gives Saturn an ultimatum. It's me or the mop. Grabs the mop. You're welcome. So of course, Terry is crestfallen about this whole thing. He's just so bummed. Eventually, here Moppy goes missing, and Perry Saturn is just beyond repair. He is sad. He is depressed. I mean, he's gotten a hold. Of the American Dairy Council to put a moppy missing picture on milk cartons across the country. Yeah, y'all remember when missing kids used to be put on milk cartons? Yeah, that was definitely a pre-internet thing. I mean, there, there's still like, the, like missing kid pictures in the papers from... Like thirty or forty years ago, and I'm looking at that. It's like those kids are either dead or, you know, on on the island with Elvis, Tupac, and Michael Jackson, or something. Like, holy, wow! Something that just really aged this show. Other than you know JVC and Lugs being all over it, and yes, this this angle is gonna pay off relatively soon, and. I mean, it's sad. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's even more sad that Perry Saturn is playing a mentally challenged person here or someone who just got nicked in the head way too many times and got all these concussions and got all loopy. And then, next thing you know, he's dressing up in Terry's dresses in matches. He's. Befriending a mop. I mean, the mop is made to look like Wilson from Castaway. You know, that volleyball that Tom Hanks befriends because it's the only social interaction or anything that he has for a couple of years while being stranded on that island. And and Castaway was from around this time. So you're, you're ripping it off, but you're also making Perry Saturn look, you know mentally challenged and This is where I'm going to take a quick commercial break folks when I come back. We have Christian versus Matt Hardy for the European Championship. We see a recap of the angle Austin match we have stone cold Appreciation night and I cannot think of anything that could go wrong in that part of the show. You know, I'm thirsty. I think I'm going to go get a glass of milk. Be right back. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to Fretzelmania 41. Milk-o-mania, This segment of the show is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio, Radio the Cure for the Common Wrestling Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you 15% off of our merch on spring. It gets you access to all of us in a group chat with a bunch of amazing, amazing folks. And you get shows not found on our usual feed. You get Fret's Faye 5 when I'm able to do it. You get the 20-bell salute. My 20-year look back on pop culture and wrestling. SummerSlam 2001 is up on the Patreon now. King Ricky's Tales of an Epic Nature. Willie T's Wrestle Wars. Light the Fuse with Mr. YLP. And so, so much more. And our merch on Spring has everything from sweaters, to blankets, to face masks, to... T-shirts and tank tops. And coffee mugs as well. Now we have Christian. At last, nope. Nope, we are not quite there yet. Versus Matt Hardy for the European Championship. And not only is this segment of the podcast brought to you by Patreon and Spring, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by PlayStation 2, M&M's, and lugs christian here is cutting a promo saying stuff like yeah you're paying chris weber for a title that you'll never win uh i didn't mention that start of the show that we are in sacramento california so this is home of the sacramento kings the perennial losers of the nba have they ever won a championship I I can't recall. I mean, the last time I really paid attention was when the Raptors won a couple of years ago. And saying that, hey, worry not. Because of, you know, the amount of money you're paying Chris Webber. I'm going to win the European title for you tonight for free. And this feud lives on in AEW. Full circle. Nate, take a shot. And this is your... It's a standard match. You've seen... Matt Hardy versus Christian a few times before. They've been on and off feuding since 1999. So we see a spot here where there is an unprettier and a counter out of that. A twist of fate and a counter out of that. Christian tries to pin Matt with his foot on the ropes, but the ref sees it and monitors Christian. And in that distraction, Matt Hardy nails the twist of fate and is still... The European champion and Christian is kind of—he's kind of sneak peeking us, giving us a trailer for his heel turn because he—he uh, cuts or throws, I should say, a classic Christian tantrum. If you remember what those look like, it would be ones that would—you <laughs> know—frankly, it would put my five and seven-year-old niece and nephews to shame because that is a tantrum and a half. We see a recap of the clinic that Kurt Angle and Stone Cold Steve Austin put at SummerSlam, complete with the three Stone Cold stunners that Angle kicked out of. Angle having the intensity, one of his three eyes in this match, to keep going on in his tenacity, which if Kurt Angle had three T's, he'd have, Tenacity, talent, and I don't know what the third one would be. But yeah, one of his three T's. Tenacity, Kurt Angle just having the ankle lock locked in on the outside. Just covered in blood. In another planet. uh, You know, referees go down. The fourth referee is Nick Patrick. And immediately he throws the match. Disqualifying Steve Austin and screwing Kurt Angle out of the title. He gets an angle slam and an ankle lock as a result. You know, as he would definitely deserve. Backstage, Booker T is walking. And you see people kind of start giggling when he's walking past them. It's like, is, he, is he... Are they laugh, laughing at me? DDP cuts a oh very very creepy creepy promo about his match with sarah it's like sarah requested this match and it's because she doesn't want to hurt me she wants to be with me so You stalk a girl, and then she wants you. Is that what I've been doing wrong this whole time? No, no. Seriously here, though, this was just uncomfortable, and it's like, yeah, it would be even better if, you know, Undertaker's watching here to fulfill the fantasy, and... Yeesh. Man, talk about just absolutely atrocious. Just terrible booking here. You have DDP, who was one of the top babyfaces against the NWO, being resorted to... uh, Perv. Hated this shit. Just ridiculous. Taz has a tribute for Stone Cold Steve Austin saying that uh, he's a big fan of the of the tough love that Steve Austin doled out on Taz just just last week during their promo. And he's putting that over huge. Regal and Tajiri are backstage, and Tajiri is reading Raw magazine with a bikini picture of Tori Wilson on the cover. You filthy, you filthy swine, you'll go blind. Put that stuff down. Oh, we're foreshadowing Tajiri and Tori Wilson here there's little easter eggs and little things in this show that you don't notice and it's like oh oh okay yeah because Tajiri and Tori are going to be an item actually not long from this point in the show Booker T barges in and you know says you know what's going on here why is everyone laughing at me he's like well well Booker at SummerSlam, you came up a bit short. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. Lol. It's like, but, you know, I, I was not aware of the Booker Wee situation. And Tajiri is laughing. He's like, what's so funny, sucker? Tell me you're not laughing at me. So we see Booker T versus Tajiri both in casual Attire here because oh, yeah, I was backstage and all of a sudden I want a match with someone to take my aggression out on And we see the classic, you know, Booker T cutting the you know, I've been disrespected promo and This match never really gets started or there is a disqualification or the ref through it I I don't know what happened here, but Booker T just beat the bejesus out of Tajiri there's a ref shoved here maybe that's where a DQ came in but there was no formal announcement about the match Sarah versus DDP. Oh, I'm going to need some help with this one. Ugh. Yeah, this match was... Not even a match. It was ridiculous, and... You embarrass, and... I don't want to say you emasculate Diamond Dallas Page, because we have intergender wrestling where... dudes get pinned all the time. And that's alright. But the way you book DDP from the start here... Despite his... Great run in WCW, only to wind up to this, where there's a chase and, you know, Sarah's like, you know, don't get involved in this, please, Taker. There was a distraction or a ref bump or something, I forget what. But Undertaker chokeslams DDP on the outside of the ring throws him back in the ring and Sarah folds DDP's arms does the taker pin and Sarah Calloway defeats Diamond Dallas Page Oh, oh, Oh boy and like Dallas was very uncomfortable with this whole storyline, with being a big perv and just... ah, taking a look at the guy who's genuinely one of the kindest men in the industry. I mean, look at all the lives he's helped turn around from Jake Roberts to Scott Hall. Anyone that's done DDP yoga, like look at Chris Jericho. I mean, before Chris Jericho started doing DDP yoga... He, his back and his body was effed. Yeah, you could look at him today in the ring and think, okay, maybe, but that's because the man's almost 50 freaking years old. I do like the gimmick that he's going to be getting here very soon, like the like the Tony Robbins, the Joel Olstein, the positive peer pressure poncho, if you remember what that's from, big can of Coke goes out to you there. positivity guy like I like that because you know IRL he's kind of doing the positivity speech uh, speaker thing himself and still you know with his DDP yoga today so yeah makes sense this was just embarrassing for everybody involved like Taker Sarah DDP this was this killed it I mean, Taker's biker gimmick destroyed his mystique and his aura. Thankfully, he was able to restore that when he became, you know, the dead man again. Just big yikes here. Absolutely ridiculous. And now finally, the real main event of the show. And that is the party for Stone Cold Steve Austin Appreciation Night. See everyone in the ring, the Alliance, the McMahons, Paul Heyman. We're in the ring with Stone Cold celebrating his successful title defense against Kurt Angle. Well, barely. We see everyone just showering Austin with gifts. Like, Helms says that Stone Cold is my new superhero. And, you know, for the longest time, Green Lantern was... But now you are, and I want you to have my Green Lantern shirt. Chris Canyon gives him a shirt that's like, who better than Canyon besides Austin? Which, you know, that's funny. That was good. Then there was a segment that was cut from the network, but it was on the original taping and on, like, the Stone Cold What DVD and everything. And that is the entire Alliance singing... Of a twist on Bette Midler's You Are the Wind Beneath My Wings entitled You Are the Wind Beneath Our Ring. <laughs> and it was just so funnily bad, especially with Stephanie McMahon's loud shrill Yeah The Wind Beneath <laughs> no wonder the network cut it and then just did like a sizzle reel of Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, recent Healy tactics but then yep this is the one folks this is the one where Kurt Angle comes out to the ring With a milk truck, and not only does he whip like cartons of milk at the alliance, you know, and Jr. says, "Hey, he's bringing out the heavy stuff. It's homogenized." (laughs) Jr. is just the fucking best, man. I I don't care what anyone says. Jr. rules, and then he gets the milk truck, and milkomania is running wild, and he's turning the billion-dollar princess into a dairy queen. (laughs) ah, Kurt Angle is the greatest ever. Like, I know my favorite of all time is Owen Hart, but man, Kurt Angle, goat. Just goat territory right there. Sprayed everyone with the milk. And yeah, Stephanie and Deborah are trying to, like, you know, shield themselves behind Stone Cold, but they all got drenched. And there was this legend i think it was also on again the what dvd or like on a segment in raw in like 2002 and it deals with one tommy dreamer uh well there was a whole plate of deborah cookies in the ring during this this promo because you know deborah when when there's something going on when there's a big alliance party there's a big batch of Deborah cookies. So <clears throat> with all this milk all over the place, Tommy Dreamer took it upon himself to pick up some of these probably milk-sogged cookies from the, the you know, the segment, the attack, of, the dairy attack, if you will, the attack of the milk or some the attack of the killer... Milk, I don't know. I, I had something for it, and it's gone. And he just eats it. And and some of these cookies, I think, were kind of trampled on throughout this whole thing. And then, for a little while, he turned it into his gimmick. It's like, you know, I'm Tommy Dreamer, and I'm going to drink Undertaker's tobacco spit for Jackass. Except, yeah. And then he did, like, other stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> but, yes... That there it is. That is the milk truck angle, with with a curt angle, and that is it for this edition of Fretzelmania, folks. I I recorded this like really really early. As I said, I'm trying to get the next couple just in the bag so I can I can relax a little bit. You know, uh, I this is my first day off in two weeks. I. All I did was throw a piece of salmon in my smoker and enjoyed it. I mean, it's the first time I've used my new smoker. It's just a little steel one, like about, I don't know, a foot and a half tall. And yeah, I'm going to try out some other things in there when the weather gets a little better. Because today, it's August 9th. It's it's humid as hell outside. It was probably 35 degrees with the Humidex. I'm sorry, America. I'm... I'm using Canadian Celsius here, so you know bear with me that's what maybe 98 degrees, not the boy band in um, <clears throat> in Fahrenheit in silly American measurements. but yes, uh, I'm gonna watch the uh, the next rock get that recorded in the next day in a bit and then there's all my shows for August done. my patreon. Uh, SummerSlam review is up. I'm going to try and get a Fretz's Faye 5 out by the end of the month before I go on my little vacation. I have a couple of ideas, but folks, if you're listening to this, you are more than welcome to uh, submit topics for my show. I have a few that have been in the cam in the works for a while that you know members of WrestleLadic Radio actually recommended for me as well. So you'll get those eventually. I just can't tell you when quite yet. What do I remember from this show? I mean, it's obviously the milk truck. It's the most legendary vehicular based segment in raw since Stone Cold was using like Zambonis, the beer truck, uh, the monster truck, the cement truck, the friggin' forklift. And the other forklift, uh, at that other time, it's a great twist on everything to finally take that, take that, and, like, twist it back at Stone Cold and be like, yeah, did you see all this shit you caused us when you used all these vehicles? How do you feel? Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty valid point right there. What did I forget? I wish I continue to forget this but the whole Sarah pinning DDP thing just completely left my mind I thought they had a match or I thought it was like a mixed tag or something or I thought it was a match where Undertaker chokeslam DDP and then had Sarah pin him for some reason but yeah I wish I could forget this because yeah just a ridiculous thing here and I also forgot about Kane's Chef Warrior D commercial I think this was... I discussed this in a previous episode. But, yeah, I I only remember, like, Nick Foley's and Chris Jericho's. I know there was another in there somewhere. But there was a brief period in time where Chef Warrior G dropped the sponsorship from the WWE because of, well, you know, right-to-censor reasons because the right-to-censor had very valid points. And what would I change on this show? Well, I wish I could go to the network and watch the original... You are the wind beneath my ring segment instead of the Stone Cold video sizzle reel we got But I would change the Alliance winning the 12-man tag because hey, this is Stone Cold appreciation night and we want everything To go on to go on without a hitch. Uh, What's what's that? uh, Go off without a hitch. I I forget what that (laughs) quote, but you know what I say everything goes right until Kurt Angle gets involved because Kurt Angle, he wants his rematch. And you know what, folks? It's coming. And uh, it's not as good as their other matches, but you know what? It's, uh, yeah, it's quite the show. And if I can give you a little sneak preview of next week, which is going to be Fretzelmania 42 August 27th, Raw. That's going to be the week I might might be away. We have Taker versus Albert in a meat slapper match. We have Shane McMahon calling out The Rock. And we're getting close. Oh, so close to Christian at last being on his own. But until then, folks, thank you very much for listening to Fretzelmania. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. I don't know why I'm there. At Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-mania. Follow us at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter at Addict Radio on Instagram. Listen to all of our shows. The Delight Show with Good Brother Mance, The Kings of the Rings with Willie T, King Ricky Rosé, and The Queen Bee themselves. The K Murphy and the Young Lions Perspective with good brother Zach. Follow our Patreon, five bucks a month, folks. We got some great stuff on there. You get discount on our merch on spring. All the links are in there below. So until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Cheers.